Hello, my field daisies. We have a returning guest on the podcast. Say hi, Tombi. Hi, everybody. And what is our life lesson for today? So, Daisy, I have recently been relearning the lesson that life has its ups and downs. And it's really hard sometimes when you're in those down periods to remember that things will go back up again. But if you just have faith and, you know, stick through it, that uh, things will eventually get better. Yeah, I really like that. Um, I think it's always like easier said than done, right? Especially when you're in those down periods. And my life lesson kind of relates to that is that it's okay to ask for help. So, yeah. All right, roll the intro music. It's gonna be like that. It's just gonna be like that. Yeah, you know, okay, we're gonna call it out right now. So um, I am currently at Tombi's, oh, hello again, my field daisies. Um, currently at Tombi's apartment, and they have these wonderful little foster kittens. What are their names? Declan and Aubrey. Declan and Aubrey, um, who are so cute and have the zoomies. So they're gonna be all over the place, and you might hear them um, on the podcast. Little guest stars. Little guest stars. Little guest stars. Um, But yeah, um, I guess this is a good intro. So I'm currently in San Francisco staying with you. Happy belated birthday, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't listened to our other podcasts and don't know how we know each other, we know each other from undergrad. Yes. Both went to Berkeley together. Go Bears. Go Bears. And we did a play together, 12 Angry Men, and then we reconnected and all that kind of stuff. Yes, and yes. now you left me. I know, now I'm in New York. And like, you know what? I, I told you this earlier. I was like, I feel like I came back here and it doesn't even feel like I'm visiting a new city. Like, it does feel like home. Like, I'm walking around, like, I know where everything is. It like, feels like it's a second home to me. And like, you know, maybe I will come back. Maybe. But I do love New York right now. I don't blame you. <laughs> I, I don't blame you at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, so came back for your birthday and I decided like, let's go ahead and do a little podcast. since We haven't done a podcast since I was last year, which is like a year ago. Although I did just post, like, remember we did record it a year ago yep. with Lisa and I just posted our second half of that podcast earlier this year. Did you listen oh, to it yet? I've had it. <laughs> it's okay. You were there, so it's fine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was pretty good. It was actually a pretty coherent podcast, even though it was like 2 a.m. That was a very long, like, you know, interesting <laughs> conversation. Yeah. It was very engaging. Mm-hmm. So we are on the podcast today, and we are going to be talking about dating women. <laughs> dating women, yes, um, because we are both bisexual, mm-hmm. um, so we like guys and gals, um, and yeah, I think it's like, one, very interesting to navigate the space as a bisexual, but also just like being baby gays and like navigating that as well. Um, so yeah, I am very curious and you've told me this story before, but I do want to hear it again on the pod. Tell me a little bit about your experience dating women. Like how did it kind of first start? When did it start? Absolutely. So it's also important for me to preface all this with the fact that I identify as a non-binary person, um, you know, use gender neutral pronouns. And part of my rediscovering my sexuality has also been discovering my gender identity. Um, Around the time that I started discovering that I was non-binary is when I started having more attraction to women. Mm -hmm. And pretty much initially, I just knew that 
I was attracted to them, but I really didn't know how to engage with them, meaning like I didn't know what my personality was going to be around them because it was very different with men and and women. Um, So pretty much as my kind of masculine identity started to blossom more, I started to understand how do I want to talk to women? How do I want them to engage with me? Um, What ended up happening is that while exploring my interest in women, I ended up dating two men back to back. (laughs) And I kind of put like, you know, a wrench in things and slowed down the process for me. But in the last two years, I've kind of closed myself off to a relationship with a man um, and focused on dating women. And it's been really interesting because I do think that it's been a long journey of, you know, just even learning how to go on a first date and talk to a girl to then, you know, inviting someone over to spend the night and, mm-hmm. you know, getting hot and heavy. Yeah. And it's, I think it's taken that long because mm-hmm. I'm also discovering what it's like to be a non-binary person, like, you know, how my body actually feels around women, what are my preferences, what are my boundaries, Um, because I think also I experience a certain amount of uh, dysphoria sometimes where I really don't want to be engaged in certain ways. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of discovery that that had to happen, and it was all concurrent Mm -hmm. um, with being interested in women. Yeah, and I think also it's like, um, you know, when you're dating a guy, there's like this already like written playbook, you know, because there's movies, there's TV shows, there's books, there's like like literally like how to's on how to court in a heterosexual relationship. You play a certain role. Mm -hmm. And I think that role is exactly what took me so many years to figure out how Mm -hmm. to get out of. Because even now when I'm with a man, I feel like it's so obvious, like the role that I play. And like, I know exactly what parts of my personality I want to play up. Like, you know, maybe I'm a little bit more forward as a woman and I like that I'm maybe a little different than other women. Mm -hmm. You know, so like I know kind of what personality traits to like elevate in a way that might someone might find attractive. Um, But none of those things apply when it's, you know, with women. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I think also it's like I, I face a similar problem and then I also like, I'm terrible at making the first move. Mm. And I think it's, like, really normal for guys to make the first move. And so for me, it's, like, I am just so scared of rejection that I just mm. hate being the first one to make the move. Because um, I remember, like, even when I, I had, like, my first, like, trying to date a girl when I was, like, living in L.A. And I, I've told you the story before. But basically, like, long story short, like, it was a crazy experience. And it ended up being, like, I tried to, like, make a move on her. She wasn't feeling it, and, like, I totally get that and whatever. But then I found out that she was like, oh, well, I didn't like you because you were um, too fat for me. And I was like, I know, I know. It was crazy. But, like, younger me, I was like, that, like, dug deep, deep Mm -hmm. into my core. And I was just like, I am so terrified of pursuing women. I didn't pursue them for, like, years. And I started dating a guy. <laughs> and like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Daisy, I have a question for you. Okay. Why do you feel like that one person's opinion turned you off to women in general? Oh, that is a good question. Um, I think it's like I was so scared of rejection again. It's like I didn't. And you know what? I shouldn't have let it affect me so much. I really mm. shouldn't have. But it did. And I was like, I can't. I can't make another move. It's because you put yourself out there mm-hmm. and, it, and it didn't work out. But you know what? Guys do it all the time. Yeah. They put themselves out there every <laughs> single day and get rejected constantly. constantly. <laughs> like literally, I had a friend um, call me and she was like talking to me about how like she went 
she was going to go on a date with this guy, and he canceled, so they never ended up get going on a date. And out of the blue, his friend called her and was like, yeah, my friend showed me your picture. I think you're so hot. I want to take you out. Oh, like, okay. can you imagine? Like, he so weird. <laughs> called her three times. What the fuck? And, face, and it was, like, determined to FaceTime with her, and she FaceTimed with him. He was not cute. No. But you know what? He was, he had the, he had the balls. He had the gusto. You know, that's a whole other topic. That's a topic. whole other topic. Dude's having way too much confidence. Way too much. <laughs> um... But, yeah, so I think, honestly, I need to start channeling some of that energy, though. <laughs> Did the kitty fart? <laughs> That's what I get for rubbing their bellies. Kitties you know? are so gassy, though, sometimes. Really <laughs> and you okay. know what? Aubrey's the one that's usually the farty one, not Declan. <laughs> I'm so. telling you it's because I'm rubbing his belly. <laughs> Give him uh, a nice massage. Okay, yeah. okay. On the topic of making the first move, it's mm-hmm. interesting because I do consider myself a little bit more on the masculine or, like, forward side of things. Mm-hmm. And I basically discovered that I was holding myself back from making the first move because I had this, like, crazy respect for women. <laughs> oh, yes, I do remember this. You're like, you're like, it's like, you're like, can I touch your hair? Yeah, can I, like, <laughs> didn't want can to I hold your hand? Them? I think I asked for consent, like, 17 times before I'd kiss someone. Like, dude, me too, though. I'm like, is it okay if I kiss you? Like, yeah, like, what's that about, though? I feel like I feel like it really comes down, for me at least, yeah. it comes down to just having so much respect for a woman. Like, I don't want to rub them in the wrong way. And so, in that way, it's, like, easier to do nothing mm-hmm. than to, you know, like you said, put yourself out there and in some way maybe, like, offend them or hurt them. Right, because I think as women, we're very, very, like, aware of consent true almost to maybe uh a detriment in a way. yeah 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 no literally mm-hmm. literally i got feedback from women <laughs> saying to stop asking for consent right. so much because it's like i think it's like it's really a lot about like body language and like reading the room as well yeah. it's like it's it's if they are in your bed and you guys are making out and like it's really you true. know it's you probably have their consent you know true true mm-hmm. I mean I think, I think it's, it's also, good to ask it is good to ask and I think that is definitely ask for definitely consent ask. daisies <laughs> yeah. do not assume consent definitely <laughs> no. ask no and maybe you don't have to ask the sixteen times yeah afterwards. right right maybe like three is good three, three is, is good three is a good number yeah yeah because mm-hmm. ultimately what I realize is that it's not cute like you know they actually do want you to have a certain amount of confidence Mm -hmm. like that is what's going to make them more attracted to you is like the ability to be like I know you're interested in me like Mm -hmm. let's make this happen you know right and not kind of being too afraid of that so Mm -hmm. it was like a balance that you have to strike between like respectful and like confident and flirty Mm -hmm. and I think that you know when we talk about baby gays like Mm -hmm. that balance is really really hard to find as a baby gay and I I honestly think it's taken me two years to figure out where you know how to finally learn I really hope it's not gonna take me two years (laughs) you're a lot more suave than I am Daisy (laughs) am I though I don't think so I think you have more suave than I do yeah you do you have like this air of confidence about you though but I somehow think that you're gonna have more luck with women than I Well, you know what? I'll just, I'll take that as a compliment and like fingers crossed. Cause like, I think I am in like the same stage as you is where like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't really want to date a guy. Like Mm -hmm. I want to date a girl, you know? It's like, I haven't experienced that part of my sexuality and I'm just like, 
why? Why not? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I had to like literally be like, I'm not open to this. Like, I mean, I still sleep with men, mm-hmm. but I have no intention of dating one long term. Right. Because I, that's what happened to me is that I accidentally dated two men back to back. They just mm-hmm. happened to be like nearly one year long each like, you know, relationship. Yeah. Suddenly it had been like three years before I had actually like been crushing mm-hmm. on a woman. And you know what's funny is like with my ex, I, um... My friends all thought I was going to date a woman. So they were actually really surprised that I started Mm. dating a guy. Because, like, I had, before meeting him, was talking about dating women, was, like, matching with girls or whatever. Just so happened I fell in love. And Mm -hmm. then it got, I I got a detour sidetrack. Mm -hmm. And then, um, but yeah, now I'm back on the baby gay train. And I'm, you know doing my best i'm curious have you felt felt tempted like with like have you been interested in like cute guys recently that like mm. how, do, how does it how does it feel like how, you know to like i'm, I'm laughing because i feel like this is a probing question because oh. like oh maybe not a probing maybe you weren't part of probe because i was remember i was thinking a guy was cute this weekend oh yes yes <laughs> that's true but you weren't thinking of that when you're I asking wasn't it. thinking of mm-hmm. that because I I know that what you're trying to say is that you know you, you're not really trying to pursue men mm-hmm. so I'm curious for you having come off somewhat of a recent relationship with a man mm-hmm. like do you still feel like there are parts of you that are like in you know pulling you in one direction and then you have to kind of say no and say I'm going to pursue a different direction oh my god a hundred percent because like I um I still have my dating apps turn on both girls and guys mm. and like I go back and forth I go back and forth either doing it just women or turning it on for everyone Mm. because like you know I I am bi like I Mm -hmm. know I'm bi you know and Mm -hmm. I do find men attractive and like you know sometimes it's nice to be flirted with by a guy yeah yeah. it's just so much easier it's so easy yeah men are so easy unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) to like degrade men but yeah it is so much easier (laughs) to match with them like, see, I have different dating apps for different mm-hmm. genders or different sexes. Ooh, yes. Tell me about this. I My Hinge profile is more masculine pictures of me mm-hmm. and, like, definitely geared, like, it's women only. And my Tinder is, like, accentuating all my female curves, all my female, you know, you know features, and is exclusively for finding the dick. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That's fair, because I feel like Hinge... At least for me, it's like I feel like I like Hinge more because even when I have it turned on for guys and girls, I feel like it gives me like an even mix. Yeah, and it's like more legit. Yeah, versus like Tinder when you turn it on for everyone, it's like just a bunch of guys and an occasional girl, I feel. Yeah, well, Mm -hmm. also I feel like Hinge is like it showcases your personality more and like people are on Hinge to like actually date, whereas like if I'm on Tinder, it's literally Tinder. You know, I wonder if like there's a thing with the algorithm though, because it's just like, like you know how Hinge is just like the most compatible thing, like Mm -hmm. and based off of like your previous swipes or something. So I'm wondering, I don't know. And I wonder if maybe they have a better algorithm than Tinder. I don't know how it works. I don't know either. <laughs> All I know is that I'm presenting myself in a certain way on Hinge to attract mm-hmm. ladies. And I do not want, I can't, well, this is also specific to me as a non-binary mm-hmm. person, but I just cannot have the same part of myself displayed um, to attract men. Hmm, interesting. Or I feel like I can't. Yeah. Do you only use Hinge and Tinder? Do you use like Bumble or anything like that? I don't actually. Mm-hmm. Um the, I really haven't experimented with a lot of other apps, to yeah. be honest. Okay. What is, like, your experience, like, on dating apps as a non-binary person? Because I knew you said you have to, like, do a lot of, like, presenting in a certain way. Do you ever, like, attract people that, like, 
you know, that are, like, for example, on Tinder, do you ever attract women with your girly profile? Um, I don't know why, but I'm not open to women on Tinder. Maybe because I just didn't find a lot of them. I'm not, I'm not really sure why I turned that off, but mm-hmm. I did. But it's interesting. I had, like, a very feminine picture on my hinge at some point, and I was almost using it as, like, a trap to, like, mm. see who was, like, only attracted to the, like, very feminine side of me. Oh, so if they liked that photo, you wouldn't yeah. necessarily like them. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. And, I mean, I don't think that's fair necessarily. I think in the time since then I've learned to accept that, like, if I am going to be with a woman longer term, that, like, she's going to see a part of me that is more feminine at some point. Like, I can't hide my femininity forever. I still feel feminine at times. I'm still going to dress a certain way, etc. And I did recently date somebody who kind of, I I always have this fear that I'm not going to be femme enough for like the girl that I'm dating, um, depending on their preference. Like either I'm not going to be butch enough for somebody who likes masculine women, or I'm not going to be femme enough for someone who likes feminine women. Um, And so I was really nervous with this girl initially because I thought like she was really gorgeous. And so I asked her, I was like, are you more into feminine or or masculine? She kind of was like, you know, I don't know yet. I think hot is hot and you are confident and attractive uh, and doesn't really matter to me feminine or um, or masculine. And so I basically in terms of like what I want to attract, it's like I want to find people that find masculine hot, but I'm realizing that I need to be okay with people who are going to like appreciate the feminine side of me too. For sure. Yeah, that makes sense. I need to be okay allowing people in to see both sides. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, because for at least when I've hung out with you, sometimes you feel like being more femme. Sometimes you feel like being more mass. So it's like, you know, it's interesting that you present yourself one way on a dating app where you actually do kind of do both depending on how you feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like hyper-masculine around women. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that's about. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah. Is it, I, I, you tell me. I mean, maybe it's, like, I feel, like, sexier that way. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, like you know, like I was saying earlier about how I'm a little bit more dominant probably with women. Like, I definitely see myself making the first move. I definitely see myself being the one who, like, pampers the other person. And, like, you know, so kind of in, like, a, um, like, a, how do I describe? Like, in a cishet relationship mm-hmm. almost, like, playing the more masculine role. Yeah, maybe, like, also it's, like, you kind of see that portrayed as well, like, in media and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, that more... Because you like being the more dominant one in a um, uh, homosexual relationship, it's, like, you, you're, you like, okay, well, the mask presenting is, like, the one that, like, buys the flowers, buys the drinks, right. buy, like, you know... Right, right. Yeah, so maybe, like, maybe that's a part of it. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's almost, like, I think this is the role that I should be, that I want to embody. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, I'm going to dress the part yeah yeah almost like putting on a role yeah yeah like yeah. putting that part of my personality forward mm-hmm. like hey i'm gonna be the one who opens the door for you and like, yeah but you can still do that and wear eyeliner exactly exactly <laughs> which is why i'm like i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know but it yeah. is kind of just a comfort thing like with that girl that i was seeing for a bit like we were working towards a place where i was less nervous about like not being like hyper hyper masculine around her Mm -hmm. and part of it was her like she did ask me a lot of times like so you know like what does like femininity mean to you like what do you what does that like look like for you so just by her genuinely being a little bit accepting and curious and not forcing me into a box I was moving towards a direction of like okay that was just the entry point identity. Now you're slowly going to see, like, the full spectrum of yeah, my identity. I like that. And actually, like, I, w- I went on a date with someone recently that, like, said something that I thought was, like, really poetic was the fact that, like, 
you know, when you're in like a heterosexual relationship, there's it seems like there is already like this playbook, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's like these, you know, societal norms around heterosexual relationships. But with like a homosexual relationship, it's like you get to write your own narrative, mm-hmm. which I think is so cool, mm-hmm. you know? Because like I am like super femme, but like I would say that I at least from what my friends say, is I have daddy energy. Mm, okay, daddy. <laughs> I do have daddy energy. They're like, I'm the one that's like, you know, likes to pay the bill or likes oh, to like yeah. figure out the Uber or like when I'm like on a trip, I figure out like the logistics, you oh, know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we, I think we're both daddies. I think <laughs> we're both daddies. But like, you know, but I like know for, like I have really long red nails right that's now. True. I have fake eyelashes. Like I am so femme. So true. Yeah, but I do like being in, but you know, but it's weird because like, not weird, but it's like in bed, I'm very submissive, but it's like, Mm. I'm very dominant in other ways. So it's like, I think the lesson here is that just like, there are so many different facets of your personality. You don't have to like necessarily be one thing. You don't have to be like put in a box, especially with like gay relationships, I feel. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, dude, this is what makes it so hard to date women though. Because (laughs) you know, it's like so many. It's like an open playground. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's hard to find somebody who like fits in all the different, you know, like crevices or, Mm -hmm. you know, matches in a lot of those different ways because None of it is straightforward. Like, the, it's all being, like, ma- mishmashed together. It's In beautiful. a way, it feels like the wild, wild west. Yeah, yeah. It's like, there are no laws here. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on, you know? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it's also, like, in a weird way, you find, like, the most, like, beautiful relationships with gay relationships I feel sometimes because it's just like I feel like it's there's something different about like relating to a woman because you're also going through that experience away maybe like this speaking on for me because I know you with your non-binary journey it might be a bit different um or no, you can there, tell you can tell me if it's different or not different there are certain things so i feel like um you know first of all being female bodied is mm-hmm. a shared experience you know mm-hmm. like we both know what it's like to have periods yep. like you know and our boobs hurt like <laughs> <laughs> yeah we know shit like that mm-hmm. i'm always gonna like be able to identify in that way but it's and what's specific to me is like i don't want to even think about the fact that i have boobs when i'm with a girl right and that's like a challenge in itself for sure yeah I think for me, what I need to learn how to do is be a little bit more open-minded towards, like, the wild, wild west. Like, I feel like I'm really quick to just, like, you know, swipe left uh, <laughs> if um, on hinge, you know, um, if I don't think, like, every little part of that person is going to match my mm. personality. Because you never know, right? Because yeah. people put stuff on their profile with how you want to see them, but then you meet them in real life and they can be a little different. Yeah. 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 I wish there was more ways for me to meet women in person. Oh my god, I know, right? I just, but you know what? My problem is like I don't ever want to hit on a straight woman and like become off as like creepy. You oh, know, that has happened to me. That <laughs> has happened to me. It happens to you quite a bit, doesn't it? It happens to me way too often <laughs> at gay bars. Yeah, I always hit on the straight friend <laughs> by accident. <laughs> And it's just like, you know, I think that's just like a part that you just got to get over, I guess. No, I think it has to do with the, like my whole non-binary thing. Because I think <laughs> I'm attracted to like basically straight girls. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I forget that I'm not a dude. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. Um, have you ever hit on someone? And then we can wrap up in a bit too. But I'm curious. Have you ever hit on someone that's like not at a gay bar? Like at a coffee shop? Mm. Like, or, or, or an area where you would not like, you know, suspect that most people are gay, I guess. 
I think I've probably, like, flirted with people before and, like, very quickly realized, like, yeah, they're not. Or, like, I think I was, there's, like, a waitress once that I was, like, interested. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a waitress that I was, like, kind of flirting with once. And she just, like, maybe, like, a day or two into my trip at that particular hotel dropped, like, <laughs> that she and her boyfriend had moved up there together, like, four years um, ago. And I was, like, okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, uh, I can't do anything with that. I um, mean, par- part of me was, like, maybe she's bi. <laughs> Maybe they're an open relationship. Like, I thought I was getting vibes. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's Maybe like, she just wanted a great tip. I don't know. I think it's like, yeah, it's like, for me, it's like, it's hard to read the vibes. But I think, you know what, with practice makes perfect kind of thing. I think mm-hmm. you just really just got to put yourself out there. And I think I just need to, like, get over that fear and just do it. I have a feeling there's a lot more femme women out there who are actually bi or gay that I just never would expect. Yeah, right? I mean, is it safer to just assume gay until, or like, is it is it safer to assume straight until told otherwise? <laughs> or like, or, is it sa- or should you assume gay until told otherwise? Yeah, like, is it okay to just assume gay until told otherwise? Un- unless otherwise specified. <laughs> Someone tell us. I think everyone is secretly gay. Uh, maybe a little, right? I think everyone. Oh, actually, no, I take it back. I don't think so, because I've talked to friends about this. And I have a friend who is very straight. Like, she does okay. not find women... Well, actually, no. I mean, she preaches the female form. Just saying, I thought I was straight for 21 years, <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah. And I, it took you some inner introspection to be like, mm, maybe yeah, I like women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to be like, well, I'm hot. <laughs> and, like, women are like, yeah, I appreciate the female form. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I was like, wait... I think I'm attracted to myself. Like, <laughs> wait. I think I like boobs. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> I think I like girls. <laughs> I think for me, it's like I realized I maybe liked girls. Actually, when I was, I watched like Black Swan when I was in oh. like middle school or something, or like, I don't know, young, young. It was like right when it came out, and I was like, oh, that scene is, like, really fucked up, but it's kind of hot, you know? <laughs> Everybody has their, like, gay awakening. I know. Like and the, but I never acknowledged it until um, I graduated. It wasn't even an undergrad. Like, I don't think I acknowledged it until I um, came out to my parents. And then I was like, mm. okay, yeah. Because I think I was, like, it was a very closeted. Mm. And I was just like, oh, yeah, like, girls are cute, but, you know, I'm not bi. I just, you know, would like to kiss a girl. I'm, like, I'm not bi. Like, you, you know? Said- <laughs> Yeah, but I would just, I think I admitted it to a few friends, but like I never fully like identified as bisexual mm. until I came out to my parents because like that was the one thing holding me back mm. was them knowing. And so once they knew, I felt a lot more comfortable like just being, it. yeah, embrace it and actually try to pursue it. Interesting. I feel like it's the opposite for me. I'm like, I'm waiting to like date someone hardcore mm. before telling my mom. Like, I think the problem is I can't keep secrets. <laughs> like, if it's like eating at me inside, like I had, like I just had to say something. You know, like yeah. it, it wasn't honestly, it wasn't like really, really planned. I just like, it just, it just like it felt like I had to do it. To be honest, I think I'm actually in that place right now where it is kind of eating me up alive and I do kind of really want to I mean, to you are doing a public podcast on <laughs> you Hey, mom. <laughs> What's up? You know, if she Googles yeah. your name, maybe this will pop up and she'll be like... Okay, but really, like, she's not going to be surprised. Like, <laughs> I know she's not going to be surprised. The amount of time I've been like, wow, women are beautiful. Like, women are hot. They're so cool. Like, mm-hmm. and also just the fact that, like, I my head is shaved. Like, she thought I was, like, full mm-hmm. butch lesbian at some point. And she's like, you keep saying that you like men. Are you sure? <laughs> 
<laughs> she literally doesn't believe that I like men. Right yeah. Now. So yeah, like what? Well, I think actually that's why she's trying to force my marriage. Is mm. like, I, so I'm Indian for you know people can't see <laughs> yeah. this a podcast. I'm mm-hmm. Indian, and there's a whole concept of arranged marriages, mm-hmm. and my mom is actively looking for a husband for me. And I'm pretty sure part of the reason she keeps throwing it in my face is because she's trying to force my lesbianness mm-hmm. out of me. <laughs> she's probably just waiting for you to be like, hey, mom, I'm good because, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. She's and, like testing you. Yeah, and she's like, how can you just not date in your 20s, you know? And I'm like, well, I have been dating. <laughs> just don't just know. not men. <laughs> I think, honestly, it's probably going to go a lot better than you think. It is. I mean, she's going to... Just based on, like, the... It it doesn't always go out well, but from what you're telling me, it seems like it'll go okay. Honestly, I think the only thing holding me back is that I want to be able to say, like, Physical proof. This is my Mm -hmm. girlfriend. Yeah, physical proof. I get it. I get it. Yeah. And it makes sense. Honestly, like, for me, it's like... And I know my mom and dad listen to this podcast, but what I like, yeah. Oh, great, great, great. <laughs> cool. But like, I'm just basically going to be like, I am not bringing my significant other home until like I'm about to marry them. Because mm. like, I just think it's, you know, I'm Asian, by the way. I'm Chinese, for those of you who don't know. Um, but like, I think it's like, it's, uh, there's just something different in like, there's a lot of pressure with relationships, I think. In... Did you not bring someone home recently, though? <laughs> I did, and that's what made me want to not do it again, oh, unfortunately. I see. I see. I mean, I think they were nice enough, but it just still was a little weird, and, like, I think they meant well, but it's just they can't help but be judgy because they love me so much. You yeah. know, it's, like, that sort of thing. They, they, I am, like, their precious baby girl, and they want, like, the best for me kind of thing, and they right. will nitpick. Yeah, and I also think it's, like, kind of fair if you still have informed your judgment about that person. Exactly. I think I, in both of my relationships, have brought my significant other a little too early. But that's my thing is because I can't keep secrets. (laughs) And, like, I'm just so excited and ready to tell. But I think, yeah, you know what, Mom and Dad, I'm sorry. It's not like I'm never going to bring them home. I think I just need to make sure that this is my person before doing it. I think what happens is you bring them home a little too early and then it's, like, the relationship is open to interpretation. Mm -hmm. Your, Your parents all of a sudden get a say in whether not this relationship is going to be successful mm-hmm. and maybe you want to wait until you know that this is your person before you let your family pass the judgment about whether or not this is your person no 100 percent. and like i think i got scarred a little bit because of my first um boyfriend from undergrad did you ever meet him i'm not sure i don't think you did um but yeah basically like i was went to, like over spring break we drove from like Chicago to like New York to like meet his family oh. and I still had not told my parents about him oh, and wow. like I remember I had answered the phone with my dad and was just like lying about where I was and like my ex-ex heard that and it was like really pissed off that like I hadn't told my family yet oh, wow. and he came he comes from like a Jewish family and like the white white family I guess and like I think it's like normal to bring people home and like they were really nice and everything but like he's like why haven't you introduced me to you? Um, your parents yet and I remember crying and I told my parents hey I have a boyfriend oh no I know like it was like the completely wrong fuck so like why are you crying and telling (laughs) us but he had like 
guilted me into like telling them he was yeah. not a great boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you you brought up something which is that this is this has to do with like family values or like traditions, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe his white family. It's they don't judge the significant other as harshly as an Asian right. parent does. I think so. It's part of the culture it's to part have of the like culture. more girlfriends or something like that. Yeah, it's just not as meaningful to them maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe your Asian parents are like, no, whoever you bring home to us is like really important to you and we're going to scrutinize them. Right, exactly. It's like we need to know everything, all the information about them so that we can make, you know, and I feel like with, and you know, maybe not all white families, but a lot of white families are just like, you know, hey, cool, this is awesome, this is chill. Because they kind of understand that it's not that deep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas like in Asian culture, everything is significant. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just different. But yeah, so I think, I don't know, we'll see how life goes. Um, And, you know, we should do like a follow-up podcast. I'd be very curious to hear how things go for you, Daisy. I know. I'm curious to see how things go for you, just in general. Do you uh, want (laughs) to enlighten the field, Daisies? No, not yet, because I don't know. But, you know, I'm... We'll see. <laughs> Things are in motion. I don't... Yeah, okay, it's funny because, like, literally, like, my last podcast was talking about how, like, I'm not ready to, like, date. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just went through a breakup, but I am, like, going on dates and, yeah. like, just kind of, like, exploring that part of my sexuality that I haven't really been before. hmm No. Yeah, like, I think I can, like, safely say, like, I'm not sure if I'm ready for a relationship, but, like, I also don't want to... Um, waste time in a way because mm. um, it's just like you're only young once I'm like I'm gonna be 30 in like two years I'm just like you know, I know I know 30s like you can still date and do everything in your 30s I know but it's just like why why um, I guess like mourn a relationship when I could be like finding my person Mm. so I just need to like kind of find that balance Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. because I do want to give it the proper morning but I'm also just like I need to like be happy too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's just taking it day by day um and it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to realize that you know when you're feeling down (laughs) especially after a breakup that it's gonna be okay, and you will find love again. Look how I tied it all nicely <laughs> together, Tommy. Aren't you proud I of me? I am so impressed. <laughs> it's almost like you're a podcast host. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, okay, and you know what? I think we actually have a little bit of time left. To, you can tell me, um, what are your media obsessions? Oh, shoot. I forgot what you forgot earlier. You want me to take a pause so you can recollect oh, your oh, thoughts? Oh, I just I keep humming the song uh, <laughs> Honey by Kehlani, and it's because she has a line about, I like my women like I like my blank Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes she says green like (laughs) jealousy or Mm -hmm. something something sweet and now every time I see something I like I want to say I like my women (laughs) give us an example you you did it with like rice earlier today or something like um no I mean was it with sushi or like something I can't remember like (laughs) (laughs) like, I like my women like oh spicy spicy yeah oh (laughs) or like wet or like (laughs) I said I like my. We were making rice. <laughs> we we were making rice, which wasn't quite done yet, so it was still a little like wet and runny. So I took a bite. And I, said, I like my women like I like my rice wet. <laughs> you know 
window with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything, 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 right. everywhere, all at I once. I like my women, <laughs> like I like wasabi, <laughs> spicy. <laughs> God, it really works. It works. Um, okay, do you have a sincere shout out for us? Um, I want to sincerely shout out Michelle Yeoh. She's so cool and such a badass, and she's like such like Asian power represent female power. She like literally just won, I think, the um, Screen Actor Guild Award. Yeah, and previously she won the Golden Globe for mm-hmm. it. I don't actually know who won the Oscars or what happened I, with the Oscars, but I think the Oscars hasn't happened yet for this film. Okay, got it. Yeah, because like I was reading in the news that like it's um Oscar, it, it's in the forerunner. Oh, for they're Oscars. they're um the Oscars are on, are on March twelfth. Oh my god, I really hope everything everywhere all at once wins. I hope it sweeps, yeah. Yeah, for real, because it okay, that's that's my sincere shout out as well as media obsession is like everyone go watch that movie. It is so good. It's so good. I think it's on Showtime right now. You should go watch if you haven't seen it. It's like this really cool like sci fi um family um movie that will make you cry. It is like it is I can't even describe it. It is so weird. It is just so cool. It's being everywhere, everywhere all, all at, at once. once. Literally. It's so good. If I you- was crying on the plane. I had my mask on for COVID <laughs> and I was just like silently like mm-hmm. sobbing in my, in my yeah. little economy seat. Like, Were you really like, sobbing on the plane? I'm telling you, I'm like, I'm like heaving. Like, I'm like, someone's going to see me just like tears streaming. But like, Eros is going to be like, can I get you a cookie? You know, like, it was like real. I was going through a whole roller coaster emotions i mean it is i watched it in theater twice and like i I teared up a little bit the the first time the second time i was like uh, tears were falling down my face i was like but it's not a sad movie it's not but there's just like such heartwarming parts that you're just like and it just makes you think about like the world and life and society well you know what it is mm -hmm. is that it's a family drama Mm -hmm. i always think the best types of drama as as a theater major (laughs) who is really fucking sick and tired sorry i shouldn't i shouldn't (laughs) oh you can cuss it's fine who is really tired of like the traditional like heterosexual heteronormative love romance story whatever i love a good family drama Mm -hmm. about you know just like those relationships like mother daughter father son you know whatever and in this movie, this is a mother-daughter, like, this examines that relationship really, really deeply. And even wife and husband. Wife and husband. It's just, it's, that. that's why she is the main actress. The yeah. mother is the main actress. Mm-hmm. Because this is, like, about her family. Yeah. And it's so well done. It's so well done. And you know why family dramas do so well? It's because everyone can relate in some sort of that's way. True. That's true. It just, like, hits, like, this deep core of, like... A, a human like humanity in yeah, general so true mm-hmm. we all see ourselves in it for yeah. sure mm-hmm. probably calling my mom <laughs> i know oh i don't want to even give it away but you know yeah 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 one. um yeah we're not gonna give it away if you haven't seen it go see it um and yeah i think we did pretty good yeah. high five for us all right all right um love y'all thanks for listening hope you have a daisyish day What is our life lesson for today? I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs>